The Bucket Plan On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach on advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Here and, and over at, at JL Smith, popular topic of right fit calls, how we handle these, what's the process, popular questions, tips and tricks, and we're gonna we're gonna cover a lot of that today. We've got our, our two experts here with us today. First, Gary Pelfrey from JL Smith, our director of business development and right fit call extraordinaire over there. And on the C2P side, Andre Henson, our advisor growth specialist. Many of you have probably talked to Andre over the last couple of years as, as he's helping us on that side. And we thought this would be a great opportunity to have them share their experience, their expertise of how they've refined their craft in this area and allow all of you to ask the, the pressing questions you have uh, in the group format here and kind of cover those on uh, a format where, you know, all together and kind of build off each other in this format. So. Gary, we'll, we'll kick things off with you. And I know we, we just had a, a call. We had one yesterday and one last week with, with Gina Pellegrini, too, from the Pellegrini team over there. And we were hitting on right fit calls. And I think you brought up uh, a very interesting point of it's, it's really you look at it more as a trust call more than anything. You know, we call it the right fit call, but it's the trust call because it's all about developing rapport, building that relationship, and having to do that very early on in, in a call like this and, and in many or most cases on the phone before you even get into the business side of it. And so knowing that, and, and I think the terminology there is great, how do you develop that rapport so quickly? And then how do you know when in the call you shift from that gathering rapport to, to doing the actual qualifying? Yep. Thank you, Matt. And thanks for having me today as a guest barista. Yes. I mean, really, it is a trust build call and you know usually by the the time they've gotten to me and they're on my calendar they've already told us yes usually a few times and what i mean by that is they've told us yes we want the education from a virtual seminar or an in-person workshop and then they again have said yes i want to talk to someone so you know right there you know they're giving us the opportunity to start building that trust and that's super important because regardless of where that prospect comes from, whatever source that may be, we're tying it back to how they found out about us. And then from there, asking, you know, an open-ended question like, hey, what is, what is your main concern or what is your biggest takeaway from the workshop? A big part of the trust build is listening and feeling through the phone, sensing, you know, what is genuine and kind of what's just an area maybe they you know are throwing out there at you as a topic but the trust build really starts you know initially when they say yes we want the education yes i want to talk to someone and then you know that open ended question after tying it back to the source you know gets them talking and sometimes matt i'll even say just kind of share with me what's on your mind because they're going to give me a lot of what's on their mind. And a lot of it's what I'm going to ask anyway. And then from there, I'll have questions and fill in the gaps from there. 
some folks are a little more open than others, obviously. And then the ones that are a little more reserved, you have to kind of take baby steps on the call. You know, there's others that are just going to kind of open up and they're going to tell you everything uh, just by that open-ended question. So that, definitely a trust build. Uh, you're going to get a few opportunities with some spitball questions or concerns to kind of, um, you know, show your stripes, if you will. And uh, you just make sure you nail it on that. And then from there, you know, it's pretty much open to gathering and listening and, and gathering those top goals, priorities that they, they feel are most important to them. Thank you. And how about from your perspective, Andre, and I know, you, you know you're doing this here, but you did this in a role just like, like Gary before you came to C2P. And I know we've even had discussions on, you know, sometimes you have to just keep digging to the, you know, the real pain point. Sometimes they don't, they don't know what they don't know about that. So how, how do you approach that? Yeah. And it goes back to as well, like these are like, just like Gary said, they've already interacted with you usually through a piece of content, through a webinar or a, a prospect event. So they've already said yes a few times. What I really try to do, knowing that I am sort of the tip of the spear, like for the organization, how can you represent not only the company, but the other advisors and the value you bring is I like to bring the human element into it a little bit more. So I'll, for example, like just this last week, whenever I talk to someone and even back in my previous days, like working at an FMO, it's how do you bring that human element? Because they're only really going to remember the feelings from this initial call. It's not going to be what percentage of taxable income are you worried about this year? It's not, what are your costs? What is the things going on in the market? Like that's all great and stuff, but they've already interacted with the numbers side. So I like to bring the human side. So for example, for the past week, everyone knew that I talked to from California to New York City. Everyone knew it's my, my wife's birthday this month. They know that we've been together five years. So in lieu of that, we've got like five surprises that we're going to be doing this month. The week before that, everyone knew that Andre was having car troubles and that he had to get up at six in the morning to try to make sure the car was working so the wife could take the good car to pick up the dog food after. It was just a whole thing. And like sharing that sort of stuff, it's that softer yeah. stuff because once they get off the call, you're, if you've done your job well and you've asked the right questions, there's going to be a next step. There's going to be a next conversation for them to get into the numbers. But what they're going to remember is, do I like this guy? Do I like the person I met with? Did they make me feel good? And it's those feelings that we really got to remember sometimes, even as advisors in the industry, to focus on the softer stuff. Yeah, it's the old, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Go uh, ahead, Gary. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's one of the things that said is you want to feel through the phone. It is, you know, that that emotion that's on their mind. Right. And that's why I have them list out, you know, the top three goals, priorities, because that's always going to be that heartfelt, you know, question. They've probably never been asked that. And it allows you to pivot back to that and reiterate that if for whatever reason, maybe they do fall off the calendar and you need to get back in touch with them. It's, you know, hey, are these things still important to you? Have you addressed these things? So it's that emotion and feeling around that. Jason had a question. Yeah, um, Gary, I, I just want to piggyback off Andre. I, I just thought that was so powerful what you just shared, Andre, because, you know, we all hear the rule that you should do 80%, you know, listening, 20% talking as the advisor, right? So it's all about the questions you ask and getting them talking. But the 20% you too talk, you need to make sure you're humanizing yourself 
so they can relate to you and you're making the connection. And honestly, like we all have gotten on the phone with people that are just trying to pitch, right? Right out of the gate, they're trying to sell, they're trying to pitch. And it's a huge turnoff. But all of a sudden, you're like taken back when they're telling you about their, you know, the dog or the five-year anniversary of their car or whatever. I mean, it's seriously, it's brilliant because it humanizes you and it kind of like brings you to their same, hey, we're all dealing with life, everyday life. And making that connection. So that was just awesome, Andre. Yeah, I can even go one step further. There's another thing I try to do on every single call when I talk to someone, and that's try to make them laugh. You'd be surprised how much leeway you can get, even if you don't know all the answers, you don't know all the numbers, and you can't answer their really specific questions. If someone likes you, if you can make someone laugh and they enjoy being on the phone with you, not only are they going to be more looking forward to your next call, which is going to be more impactful, more valuable, more exciting for you as a firm and for the client, but it's going to be also like, yeah, I've enjoyed talking with this person. Imagine the other people that they have there. Imagine what other resources they have, the other, the community that they're building, other like clients and stuff. So yeah, if trying to make someone laugh, I try to do that, honestly, in the first 60 seconds of talking to someone, it just eases everything else that you can do on the phone. Yeah, and there's, we we could do probably a whole other topic on that because I know there's books on that, like leading with laughter. I mean, that's the thing is it's, it helps develop rapport quickly. Right. Greg, I, I see you had your hand raised. Did you want to add something to, to that in terms of the, the role play and the approach there? Yeah, there was two things. You know, one, in our office, we set what the expectations of the phone call in one of two ways. And I, Gary, I know you guys do this, but I think it's worth noting so prior to that phone call, if they were coming through an event, we tell them what to expect with that call because you don't want them to be guarded right out of the gate. Like, what is the point? You know, why are they throwing a sales pitch at me? So we specifically tell them, hey, there's three objectives to the phone call, right? First one is to really understand a little bit more about what brought you here, what your concerns are, what your priorities are. Second is to really understand your situation, kind of know a little bit more about your resources, so I can answer questions intelligently about your situation that you're likely going to ask me on the phone call. And then finally, I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask anything that you want about us, how our processes work, how we get paid, anything that you might have questions about prior to coming in. So we set the expectation. So there's a relief at the beginning of the phone call, right, of what's going to transpire. And then, Andre, you had mentioned the questions. And I think the critical part with these calls with questions is being prepared to answer very clearly, transparently, whether you know the answers or not. Because inevitably, Gary, I'm sure you experienced this. Well, how do you get paid? You, yeah. There should be no hesitation in what your answer is. Because if there is, you've lost the call. You're, you're over with. And it could be a generic answer or it could be a specific answer, depending on how you want to answer it. For example, we answered us as well. There's several ways we get paid. Our fee schedule is graduated by the amount of assets you have. Um, there's a platform fee that is tiered based on the amount of assets that you have. And then choosing types of products you will, will have those fees. But there's also several ways that we can compress fees. Once we get through the process that I'll explain to you in a bit here, I can better answer exactly how we're going to get paid. And I assure you, before you would move forward, you would know exactly how the compensation works. So I don't have to get into specifics. But when they ask questions, hesitations, well, maybe, we'll see, you're done. So I just think that's worth mentioning in these fit calls. you got to be ready to answer questions confidently, quickly, 
and very transparently. And if they ask, well, can you tell me what that fee schedule is? Absolutely. You better be able to answer it. That's great, Greg. Yeah. That, that's super because you nailed it there. Any hesitancy, lack of confidence is felt through the phone immediately and you've lost them. Um, that's that's so yeah. important. So and, great and, point there. And Gary, and Gary, we've talked about this and I know on, on mentor calls I've done that you've done, we hit on that a lot is the, the person doing these, you've got to be comfortable on the phone for that reason that Greg said. And that's why you've got to find the right person at your office to handle these, it, you know, in whatever role they are, they got to, they, they have to know the ins and outs of that. There's, there's not necessarily that script. I know that, that you get that a lot, Gary, of like, just tell me what the script is. It's okay to have the speaking points, but you've got to be comfortable not only with how you're approaching it, but how you're answering the questions, like, like Greg said. Andre, how about from your perspective? I know you, you, you know you get that as well. It's like, what are the scripts or the speaking points? But kind of how, what is your approach to the call? Because I know you don't have it scripted, but you know, the, what kind of format does that look like? Well, again, it's going to be just like Greg said. We're going to start with framing. Like, here's what we're trying to accomplish. We're obviously going to be trying to get you more information, learn a little bit about you, have you learn a little bit more about us, and so on. But the main thing that I like to do is if, especially if they're not opening up too, that's if, cause if someone's getting on the phone and they're talking right away and they're telling you about their hopes, dreams, pitfalls, everything like that, it's going to be very, very, very easy to qualify and see if you make sense from a cultural and from a numbers sense. But if someone's not opening up, it really dives into what are the questions that we can ask? Cause that's when people need a script, right? It's not when someone hops on the phone and they are loving everything that you guys have put out for the past two years. And they're just dying to get on the phone with someone. They want a script for the people who aren't opening up on the call or it can't get really get a hold of them. So the questions then it can be kind of tricky, but trying to pivot into what really is important to them and why a lot of people try to get into the details. I'm worried about my tax rate. I'm worried about my income in retirement. I'm worried about my estate planning needs, like individual things like that, but painting in very broad strokes to paint a visual picture of what that actually means to someone. Okay. You worry about income in retirement. When is retirement? Why did you set that date? Where did that come from? Like, and it gets into follow-up questions, but being able to go into like the carrot versus the stick of what are you excited for then? If you're not opening up on their concerns or needs, because maybe the fact is that they're just not comfortable talking to someone else about their finances. They might just not have uh, the vocabulary to be able to intelligently be able to have a conversation about this. So then go into the, what are you excited for? You know, what's upcoming in the future that you're looking forward to? Tell me about your kids. Tell me about your grandkids. It's going to open up a lot of conversation as well. You know, I want to pay for all their college. Oh, how's that going to come in? How's that going to happen? Okay. And it just goes into painting the picture because then when you get into the process, it's all going to come down to why is that so important? What will that mean if this does not happen? If you're not engaged, if you don't get these answers and you're not finding these out now because of what it will cost later or what it will add to later or the quality of life. So just trying to get in and how to open up and then get a conversation with someone based on their personality type. And to your point as well, like that's why you need to have someone very, very comfortable on the phone because there is an entire range of personalities out there and they all act differently on the phone and person and different mediums. So being able to be that chameleon of, I can connect to this person, I can make them laugh and we're going to get some questions answered and get some value no matter who you are and what state and what country, what geographical region, no matter what line of work you're in. That's what we're here to do. 
built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. With all those questions you're asking, and Gary, you brought that up that up earlier, is both of you are so good at just asking those questions, developing that rapport, getting to the pain point or pain points. But I think what you both do extremely well, which I think is worth noting for the crowd, is you do a good job of connecting the dots after the call and providing that value-add information to the prospect or client after the fact. And, you know, Gary, I know you send – they, they might have converted or booked a call from you from a taxes and retirement webinar, but, you know, you heard that and you sent them a link to our Medicare information after like the, an ebook or a webinar of that, or Andre sending some of the ebooks that we have after the fact. So continuing to pride value at every interaction throughout the process. And I know um, both of you have done that very well through, it's not, it's not asking the questions, it's listening. Um, yeah, and it, it's it's certainly important, Matt, to position yourself as an educator too. So you know, even when someone is agreeing to SAP Discovery, you know, I'm still pointing them to additional education on our website. website. You know, our our replays of other topics. You know, because I think that just relays what we're trying to say here is, you know, we can help you in so many other areas, but let's focus on the things that are most important to you first. But let's, by the way, you know, mention these other things that potentially we may be able to help you with, because, you know, that's that's the key, you know, positioning yourself as an educator, starting with the education, that's what they want. And, you know, it, it seems to work very well, because when we onboard someone, then, you know, over the next year, we're just helping them with all these other pieces, you know, that we do as well. Hey, Gary, I wanted to point out Nick's answer or a comment on the fee stuff I thought was really good because he, he creates it to the value focus. So a lot of times I get that fee question, you know, I'll talk to people really, you know, the, the question around the fee is, are you getting value? And the purpose of this call is to really make sure that I can bring value because we're not for everybody. Right. So you could kind of take it away from a little bit. So by the end of this call, I'll be able to determine whether or not we can bring value to those fees and because regardless of the fees, right, you know, what Nick is saying, it's about, am I getting value for it? We'll pay for something that we think is worth it. So I just wanted to make sure everybody saw that comment because I thought it was a, a good comment when incorporating that answer to the fees. Another question I get asked a lot of the time, too, is how do you handle a right fit call or how do you change direction once you find out that they might actually not be a good fit or might not be qualified? So if you're framing yourself as an educator, someone just trying to add value and I use the line of, I'm just trying to give you at least one good idea that you didn't have this morning when you woke up. One, one, one new tactic, one new something to keep in mind with your finances. But that way, when it, it decides they're not a great fit, uh, and there's some percentage too, like where it, people go to the first advisor that actually took the time to teach them something or actually care about them, they might not be qualified now, but I guarantee in a few years or whatever, they're going to remember the person that made a connection, tried to add some value, tried to teach them something, because they're going to come back. I mean, that's the name of the game. If you can't get them now, at least trying to get them later and explaining how you add value so that they do know where to find you and why it makes sense at the time. Andre, I add to that comment too. 
a lot of times I was like, look, in your situation right now, I'm going to give you some simple guidance. You do not want to pay for me right now. I'll tell them. I says, it's not worth you paying me right now at the stage you're in. Let me give you some suggestions and tell you when to return. They leave that phone call every time thanking me when I use that comment. You know, you do not want to pay me right now. That's that's so true, Greg, you know, because you're setting, you know, when you're setting that expectation right out the gate, letting them know, you know, that we can't be everything to everyone, but we can be everything to some people, you know, then they don't feel like, hey, they don't want me, right? No, you're still giving that education. You're still giving that advice. They end up thanking you at the end of the call, because what I do is I point them back to the current players they already have on their team. You know, their their current financial advisor, their, you know, insurance agent, their CPA, their accountant with a list of questions and topics that maybe they should talk about with those current players. And then if they have no one and they're not yet at that point where they have players on their team, well, they have a bank that they bank with who has, you know, resources that they can ask some of these questions to. So then we're pointing them back to their bank, because if we do that, Maybe they do at some point accumulate, you know, a, a set amount of assets. We have them in our CRM and, you know, now they're calling us back because, you know, they've got a significant amount at the bank and they're saying, hey, you helped me back then with some guidance. I want your help now. I have those assets because you set that expectation right out the gate. If, if I can jump in, Gary, you're, you're, you talked about pricing earlier. There was a couple conversations and and in my I'm new to uh, C2P and on the marketing team, but you know, certainly a lot of experience, uh, wealth management and others. When you talk about pricing and someone says about fees, uh, I think you get more insights of what is their concern. So there's a formula that I use in terms of de determining value. I'm sure we all have different, but think about it, especially because we're talking about numbers. It's quality reputation and service is is your numerator and your denominator is a dollar sign so how do i increase value well there's one of two ways one i can lower my dollar dollar amount the denominator and the value goes up or i can provide such value quality or reputation that that numerator gets higher and exceeds the denominator so a lot of times you can open up the door of what is the concern about the, the fees i understand the fee what you're getting is a proven, you know, here's my background, here's my reputation. And if people don't quite understand that, you can go to something that they understand about hiring a contractor when they remodel a home. Sure, I can get someone cheaper, but what's the workmanship? Sure, you can get someone that's starting out that just went to school, and, and but they have no reputation. So I think if you can kind of narrow it down and have that intelligent conversation about what is value all about, and again, it's quality, service, plus reputation over price. So just just one way to think about how to how to service someone from a fee perspective, because it's not about fees, it's about the value. Great. Well, we're right up by hey, Matt, I want to add something as you land the plane yeah. real quick. Yeah, probably the best podcast I've ever done interviewing someone was on the Rainmaker Multiplier, and it was specifically on this topic. And it was a gentleman by the name of Phil Jones, and it's exactly what to say is the book that he wrote. The podcast was from February 28th, episode number 73, Questions That Convert with Phil Jones. Highly recommend listening to that episode because he catered it to our fit call process and then the bucket plan process of exactly what to say 
at the different junctures of getting a fit call, closing a fit call to con convince them to do a discovery at the end of discovery, convincing them to go through the process for a fee. And then at the end of delivery, convincing them to move the assets over. Thank, thank you for bringing that up, Jason. It is an excellent podcast and an excellent from Phil Jones there. And we'll make sure we get those resources out if, if you didn't catch that. But thank you, everyone, for, for joining us today. A great topic. And thank you, Gary and Andre and, and Jason and Greg, for your expertise there. Awesome. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. The Bucket Plan On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach on advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of listening. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.